Welcome to Soul Stirrings, a podcast where all things regarding faith, communication, and culture are considered. I'm your host, Paul Patton, and here's hoping for at least a couple of grins and maybe one strange amen. This is my second podcast on the fifth fruit of the Spirit, kindness. In my first podcast on kindness, I considered how every unkind act or unkind word is a momentary forgetting of the kindness of God. In this podcast, I want to emphasize that the Apostle Paul preached essentially that kindness was the first characteristic of God that he wanted his missionary audiences to discover. Several years after the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the grave, his ascension, and the empowering at Pentecost, the Apostle Paul is with his compatriot Barnabas in the city of Lystra. In Acts chapter 14, we learn that while in Lystra, Paul heals a paralytic, and the town is in a rapturous uproar, assuming that Paul was the chief spokesman of the gods, Hermes, and that Barnabas was the Greek god, Zeus. The crowds are so stunned by this miraculous display that they start to offer sacrifices to the Christian evangelists and worship them as deities. In dramatic protest, Paul and Barnabas tear their robes and plead, Stop worshiping us! We are men just like you! We've only come to tell you to leave these worthless idols and follow after the living God. In Acts chapter 14, verses 16 and 17, the Apostle Paul says the following, In the past... God allowed nations to go their own way, but he did not leave himself without witness. He demonstrated his kindness by giving you rain from heaven, crops in their season, providing you with plenty of food and filling your hearts with joy. It is interesting to observe in this text that in his initial contact with the stunned crowds of Lystra, the Apostle Paul emphasized kindness as the first characteristic of the living God that he wanted them to know. Paul didn't emphasize God's power or holiness or transcendence or wrath, but God's kindness. And it just might be that kindness is the first characteristic that the surrounding increasingly cynical world should see in the church, Christ's body on earth. As mentioned above, Acts chapter 14 tells us that the apostle preached that God demonstrated kindness to people that didn't know him as maker of the heavens and the earth, not just the people of Lystra, but all people. He demonstrated his kindness in four ways, said the Apostle Paul. First, he sent rain to them. Now, the Apostle knew that this didn't mean that there were never droughts or floods. In general, though, rain from the skies was a demonstration of God's kindness, shall we say, his unfailing love. And second, Paul asserts that the kindness of God to the world that didn't worship him was manifest in their taken-for-granted ability to predict the changing of seasons. Springtime for planting, autumn for harvest. And of course, that didn't mean that there were never aberrations from this pattern. And third, the apostle preached to the people of Lystra that God showed his kindness by giving people plenty to eat. And again, Paul had to have known that there were incidents of families and communities that starved to death. (laughs) But in general, and overwhelmingly so, people had access to food. Fourthly, Paul told the crowd that God demonstrated his kindness by filling their hearts with joy. 
This did not mean that there, were no there was no depression and melancholy amongst ancient peoples, nor did it infer that these people automatically knew the joy of the Lord as their strength, a reference to Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. However, every grace in their midst, every friend, every family comfort, every good gift was a witness to the kindness and unfailing love of God. Now, of course, there are millions of ways, more than just four, in which we learn to see the kindness of God. Yet sometimes we can get weighed down by life's incongruities. The challenges of sorrow and joy, celebrations and griefs, victories and losses, and overlook the overarching glories of God's graces in which we are drenched. And sometimes in the complexity of life's journey, we see mostly hovering clouds of despair, mean-spiritedness and divisiveness, and in the process forget that kindness in word and deed is how we reflect God's glory and God's kindness. Seeing the unfailing love and kindness of God through Jesus Christ is an attitude and orientation we learn over a lifetime. Learning to see the graces in the midst of difficulties is a significant part of our curriculum in Christ. Seeing the kindness of God is manifest in our commitment to kindness and unfailing love as God's image bearers for every act of our unkindness as we discussed in my first podcast on kindness, is a momentary forgetting of the kindness of God. Again, see this in Romans chapter 2, verse 4. In this period of uncertainty and cultural unrest, which manifestations of God's kindness do you need to notice and remember and practice today again? In this period of uncertainty and cultural unrest, which manifestations of God's kindnesses do we need to notice and remember and practice today? In my next podcast, I'd like to explore some of the biblical hints about the power of kind acts and kind words. Thanks for joining me on Soul Stirrings. Mm -hmm.